Hello and welcome back to the Three Pillars Podcast. I'm your host, Chase Tobin, a.k.a. Tobinator the Motivator. And this is episode 82, How to Build a Winning Team, Part 2. Guys, welcome back to the Three Pillars Podcast, the podcast where we focus on those three pillars of fitness, spiritual, mental, and physical fitness, to help us on this journey of life and ultimately grow ourselves closer to the Lord. Guys, I really appreciate you tuning in this week. This episode is going to be a follow-up uh, to last week where we discussed how to build a winning team uh, from kind of a leader perspective. This week, I want to go more in depth on the follower aspect because you have to be a good follower before you can be a good leader. And that's how a team works because not everybody can be the leader. You might have an opportunity at some point, but until then, you've got to be a good follower. So we'll get into that here in just a little bit. Uh, if you guys are watching this on YouTube or Rumble, please give us a subscription, a like, share this with your friends. Let me know how you're doing in the comments. Let me know uh, if there's anything you want to talk about in a future episode. I'll be more than happy to get uh, get on it when I can. If you're listening to this on Apple, Spotify, Anchor, uh, Amazon, wherever you consume your podcast, please uh, give us a rating, a review, a subscription, share the links with your friends. That's how this show grows. Uh, also, the last thing I want to hit on is check out the website, Three Pillars Podcast at WordPress.com. All this will be in the description below. And check us out on Good Pods. Good Pods is a new website and app that allows you to connect with your friends, see what kind of um, podcasts they're listening to, and help discover other podcasts you may not have heard of otherwise. Um, it's a really neat app. Definitely check them out uh, and leave us a rating review on there. It's a, it's a, it's a good time. So uh, we're going to talk about how to be a good follower here. As always, we're going to start out with a quick word of prayer, and then we're going to dive right in. So here we go. Heavenly Father, King of kings, Lord of lords, you are most worthy of our honor and praise. Lord, you control the elements. You control the seasons. You control the time that is just a small concept of what you actually are, Lord. We thank you for giving us the tools each day to go forth and be as great as we possibly can for you, for putting people in our lives, for guiding and directing them to further guide and direct us how we can be the best we can be for you and for uh, the world, Lord. Lord, I ask that you give me the words to say today. Give anybody tuning in the eyes to see, ears to hear, and hearts to receive anything that can grow them closer to you, Lord. Lord, I ask this in the most holy name of Jesus. Amen. All right. <clears throat> How to be a good follower. I got some tips, some tricks. Uh, it's a little bit uh, longer than last time, but it'll be shorter, shorter um, kind of topics, I guess we'll get into on um, these little tips. So I got 14 of them. We're going to go through all of them, try to uh, touch a little bit on each one of them to give you guys an idea of how to be a good follower. Okay. Um, the very first one, we're going to jump right in, is ego management. So a good follower, you've got your ego under control. If you're a brand new to a team, okay, it's kind of hard, especially coming out of the military. I was a sergeant in the military, a platoon sergeant when I got out, going into the real world, being low man on a totem pole again. you got to keep your ego in check. You might know what's going on. You might have a better solution and everything like that. But you you have to be a team player, figure out what's going on in the, in the, the new team that you're a part of before you come in and just start you know, making changes and things like that. You may need to let things play out. Maybe they have a, an efficient system. Maybe there's something that you can make more efficient later on. But initially, you don't want to go in and just start button heads with everybody. Because that's going to cause a breakdown of, and a degradation of your team. Um, if you're a good follower, your your uh, success relates more towards your uh, performance and your goal achievement. And you're not also necessarily about self-praise and promotion. That will come. But if you keep your ego in check and you do things just because it's the right thing to do and do good by your team, 
that's going to help you be a better follower and help the team become stronger. So keep your ego in check. Second one is loyalty. Be loyal to your brand, whatever you whatever you find yourself in. If you're if this job is paying your bills for right now, maybe you're going to move on to something else later on. But if it's paying your bills, you're doing the right thing. Be loyal to them. Because if you're working hard for them, hopefully they're working hard for you. And if they're following those principles we talked about last week, you know, um, be loyal to your, to your employer because that's going to pay off later on. You know, maybe, you know, you've done, worked hard, you've done what you're supposed to do. Oh man, I got stuck in traffic or something like that today. I'm, I'm going to be a little bit late. You know, maybe you're not going to get penalized for it because like, hey man, this guy's been on it every, every time, you know, let's cut him a little, a little bit of, of a break. But being loyal and showing that you're willing to put in effort to this cause, kind of like being committed like we talked about last week. Being loyal to this brand, to this job, to this career is going to pay off dividends. Uh, if you have a, a strong allegiance and commitment to your company's plan, um, you know that your obligation is to the company, not a given leader at a point in time. So maybe you have a bad leader, but you're still loyal to the company because it's you, you believe in. Otherwise, why would you be working there? If it's still a, if it's a transient position where you're there just as a placeholder until you get to something else, still be the best that you can be and try to live that motto. Who knows? Maybe you'll be you'll rank up in that uh, organization and may not have to go to another one. Or maybe you leave on a really good foot. So when you do your exit interview, people are like, man, you know what? He was a hard worker. He or she was a hard worker. They were loyal. They had, you know, we're going to go through all the rest of these, these traits, too. But that's going to help you on your exit interview if you show that you're willing to be loyal and work hard for this company or whatever team that you're a part of. Again, being in the military, you can apply these however you want to. Humility. Uh, to be able, the ability to show humility is an important part of effective followership. Uh, when you help others find opportunities where they can lead and respect their authority, promotes a culture of shared professional growth in the workplace. So being humble, again, not doing things for, hey, look at me, hey, look at me all the time. It's you just do things as a quiet professional. You know, sometimes you're going to be put on the spot. You're going to have to perform and people are going to have all eyes on you. You may get some accolade at that point. That's because you've been doing a job. That's the job you were asked to do. But being humble about things and being having a sense of humility, you do things, again, for the betterment of the team because your leader told you to or asked you to. And you do it because it's going to have a, a strong, positive outcome. Um your contribution, no matter how big or small, is important to that company, whether you're in a big conglomerate or in a smaller, you know, 20, 30 man company, or if you're in a four man fire team, your actions, as long as they're uh, within the guidelines that are set before you, if you do them right and do them right by everybody else, that is going to help uh, push the team in the right direction. So have some humility. Work ethic kind of goes without saying, if you're going to be a good follower, you've got to have work ethic because Whoever your leaders are are expecting when, hey, when I give you a task, you're going to get it done with, with initially you're going to have a little bit of, uh, of coaching and things like that. But eventually you're going to get to the point where you're going to be able to take initiative and do things without being told to that are still within your, your, your lane, as it were. So having work ethic, showing up on time, uh, doing things we're not supposed to do, doing little things that you may not even be asked to do. Like, I don't know if you go into the restroom and it's just kind of a smaller organization if the toilet paper is out or if the paper towels are out and you got the opportunity to change them real quick, just do little things like that. It helps keep the flow of everything. doesn't mean you have to do it every single time because hopefully other people are seeing that it's, that it's happening. But that just that work ethic and being able to show up and being reliable is going to be 
again, pay off dividends, especially as a leader who's looking for somebody to be a future leader in the, in the company, the team, uh, et cetera. So work ethic is huge. Um, you're committed and you pay attention to detail with that too, because if you have a strong work ethic, you're trying to figure out the most efficient way to get these things done. So have a good work ethic. Um, courage. Sometimes, again, once you've been in an organization long enough and part of a team or anything like that, having the courage to speak up. If something's not really going how you think it should, but it's not dangerous or anything like that, and your leaders you know, are leaving it kind of open-ended, don't be afraid to ask a question. Don't be afraid to step up. Don't be afraid to take a little bit of a risk uh, when you're in your position, because the worst things that, that can happen is you fail and you learn from it, because we don't ever, you know, you don't ever lose if you if you fail. You just learn from it. You lose when you fail. You give up and you and you just you know wallow in self misery. All right. So have that courage, uh, also to talk to your leaders and learn from them too. They should have an open door policy, or at least have some kind of communication policy where you can go to them for advice, for guidance, and things like that. Don't be afraid to do that. All right. So have that courage. Number six, active listening. So when you're actively listening, when you're talking to somebody, you're, instead of just you know talking at them, you're talking to them, you're talking with them. When they talk to you, especially your leaders or your teammates, when they're talking to you on a problem, about a problem, you're listening, you're processing what they're saying, formulating a, a well-informed response and giving that back to them. Not just waiting for your turn to speak, not just tuning them out completely. You know what I mean? If somebody's talking to you, you're just like, okay, yeah, whatever. If, if it's a legitimate thing you guys are working on, if it's a project or it's something like that, you're taking what they're saying, you're applying it. Hey, we've got a meeting on such and such. We've got uh, this kind of travel schedule, this, that, and the other. Okay, Roger, that, hey, uh, are you sure that it was the 14th? Are you, I think the, the, the 15th is what you're looking for because that's a Monday, you're talking about a Sunday. Little things like that that lets them know that you're actually engaged in the conversation. So that engagement in the conversation is gonna help the team grow stronger because everybody's got a part and everybody's listening. So if everybody's listening, pay attention, then the end state gets achieved because again, we're all listening. We're all on the same page. So tact, this is another important number seven. If you have something that you want to correct, if you want to offer a more efficient way to do things, have tact. Don't just come and say, Hey, you guys are all messed up. This isn't how it should be done. We, how about we, we're going to do it my way. In some places, okay, I get it. Maybe that's a, that's the culture, that's the jargon, that's how it works out. But a lot of places, whoever your leader is going to be like, who are you to come up here? You know, I've been here forever and you're coming here telling me we're going to do it your way. Yeah, get out of here with that nonsense. If you say, hey, coach, hey, sergeant, hey, you know, sales director, whoever it is. Hey, listen, uh, I got an idea. We've been doing things this particular way. I've noticed a a gap in our in our strategy, or I've noticed that we're doing things this particular way, but what if we tried it this particular way uh, instead, and let's see how that works for you know a couple weeks. And if it's more efficient, awesome. If it if it's not, we'll keep, we'll go back the other way because we know that, that that at least has some kind of productivity. Have some tact and offer you know instead of just saying hey you know pointing out a problem, also offers those solutions too that gives you more credibility. And you can you can do this as as early on in the in the uh, the team as you can, as long as you have that kind of tact. We talked about your little tactical patience earlier, letting people, uh, let, seeing how the business and, or the organization functions before you come in here, just try to change things. But if you're, you know, 
mature enough, you've got the discipline, you've got the knowledge and the wherewithal to approach the situation. Hey, you guys are doing it this way. Sounds great. I've done it this way before. It worked pretty well too. I think it might be a better fit here. Try it, see what happens, but have tact when you, when you do it. Um, again, leaders are going to have ideas. You may not necessarily like roll with it, see how it happens. Hey, we did it this time. Last time I've got an idea. I'm going to pitch it to you. You lead it how you want to, but I think it will work a little better. Use that tact. It'll help you out. Uh, teamwork kind of goes without saying. If you're a part of a team, you have to be able to work well with others. Okay. That doesn't mean you do all the work. That doesn't mean, hey, team, I'll do all the work. It means, hey, guys, we the, the boss gave us a task to do. I'll, I'll handle this part because I'm, I'm, I'm good at that. Or you handle this piece. Or if we're all in the same kind of role, everybody's got to be able to do their little part and work together to make it happen. Teamwork makes a dream work, right? As you're loyal to the uh, to the mission and you can work with your your um, your peers, that will help you get further on in, in the in to the end state of the, the company or the team or whoever it is. Sometimes you'll be working directly with your leader, being able to work with uh, him or her in the most efficient way possible is going to set you up for more success than just, you know, trying to do everything all lone wolf. All right. So teamwork, again, makes that dream work, um, especially as a follower. Uh, also, you know, you're working hard with that work ethic, but you're also being fair, too. So, again, you're not just doing everything so you can shine. Again, we talked about it before. You don't want to do everything just for accolade and praise. You know, you want to do it so the whole team is elevated, not just one person in it. Okay, because ultimately we all want to be in a leadership position. But in order to do that, we've got to be able to work well with others and, and, and with our peers that may be. You know, I'm the leader of this team now, you're the leader of that team, and now you and I are working together with our subordinates underneath us. It may happen that way. Good judgment, all right? Uh, just as important for a follower to have good judgment as a leader. If your leader knows that they can depend on you to, to do high-quality, timely work, they may give you more responsibility and independence. So if you are working hard, you've got that work ethic, you're putting all these things into practice and you're generally making good decisions and, and, and having good judgment, you're going to have more freedoms and responsibilities. With more freedom does come more responsibility, but it gives you the opportunity uh, to really show them how much you're worth. If, if you are autonomous because your uh, employer has said, hey, this is one of what we used to call a fire and forget uh, Marine, I can, it's like firing a, a bullet out of a gun. Bam, I fire it. I know it's going to hit the target every time. Same, same thing with, you know, you as a follower. That's how the kind of follower you need to be putting all these things in, into practice. If your boss says, hey, I need you to go get this done, he's effectively fired you out of that rifle and he knows that you're going to hit the target every single time because of the uh, these traits and things that you have shown. So you want to be this fire and forget. You want to have this good judgment and have all these uh, traits. We'll review them again in, in just a minute. Um, but that good judgment, good more responsibility. Now you may have the opportunity to lead others within your team. So you've got your leader. Now you can lead others within your team because you've shown that you have that maturity, that good judgment to be able to lead others uh, because maybe you need to help get them on the same uh, page that you are. Uh, adaptability, that's huge because you've got to be able to adapt to situations that may be outside your comfort zone, okay? Here's the plan, we're going, it's rocky, 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 boom, something changes, now we've got to adapt to, to that change. Or we're going along, hey, the shakeup happens. Okay, now your boss gets promoted. you got somebody else in. Maybe it wasn't you. Maybe it was somebody from another team getting moved over to your direct supervisor. Maybe he or she does things just a little bit differently than, 
than your original leader. Now you've got to adapt to a new leadership style, but still maintain everything you've been doing uh, this entire time. Adaptability with your follower, your other followers, is you know if you get new people on board, you may get some people that are subpar. You may get some people who are stellar. How do you adapt to, to these different uh, people that are coming on onto your team? You should treat everybody with that respect and be respectful until they you know prove otherwise that they are, are you know worthy or not of that respect. Number eleven, competency. Being a follower who drives progress on a team involves knowing how to do your job well and independent, uh, independently completing delegated tasks. So you're given a task, you're going to go do it, you're going to go do it well because you have trained, you've researched, you understand your position and how it's done. Boom, that is how you demonstrate competency. The more you practice, the more you put it into uh, the more you put it in, the more you practice, the more you put it into action. Uh, it's going to help you be more competent every single time. The more you read up on what's going on, you pay attention to trends. You understand if you're, again, in the military, you're understanding your doctrine. You know how the weapon systems work. You're in, you're in construction. You know how your tools work. You're in public safety or public service. You know how every you know, uh, tool in your tool belt operates. You know your products, if you're in sales, how they're going to help your customer uh, uh, benefit. You know all these things. You've got competency. Now you put that into practice. Okay, showing that high level of competency is gonna, your leader's gonna be like, awesome, this guy's good to go. Like, when it comes time for a promotion, maybe we'll put put him or her in because they're they're you know really doing a, doing a great job. Critical thinking, this is huge. You've got to be able to solve problems when something comes happens. You can't be a robot and just okay, X comes in, you know Y comes out. You have to be able to take in a lot of information, funnel it, process it, figure out what's going on, and make the best decision based off the information that you've got. Okay. Don't just get into yes, man, yes, man mentality. Boss says something. Yes. Every single time. Sometimes you've got to say yes, but okay. Yes. I'm going to get it done. Cause you're my boss. You told me to do it, but I need some more information. Okay. You've told me to do this. Okay. Well, do I have this, this, and this available to me? Yes. No, maybe so. If they say, just figure it out and go make it happen. But you still, if that's the case, you still have to be able to solve that problem and execute based off your, you know, commander's intent as it were. So, um, promoting followership with critical thinking by using good judgment and being thoughtful about how your choices in the workplace, uh, support team success. So that's how you're going to, um, be a good critical thinker. It's going to help the team be more successful because you are actively, solving problems as much as you possibly can. Uh, last two, number 13, attention to detail. We talked about a little bit earlier. We used to do field day in our, uh, in, in the Marines. You guys probably do it if you're in other branches. Um, the part of the, the purpose of field day was your attention to detail. How well do you pay attention to your surroundings and what you've got going on? And finally, your end product. If, if, if your team leader comes up and he swipes the top of the fan blades and they're nasty, but you didn't even think about it, you're not paying attention to the totality of circumstances that surround you. When you're giving a presentation, even if you miss a, you know, a period in an important place, that's going to be a glaring mistake in your PowerPoint. It may not be a complete deal breaker, but people are going to see that's going to jump out at them. Mitigate that stuff down to the smallest detail. That is going to help you. Uh, ensure your technical technical and tactical proficiency and, and, and ensure that you are competent at your job. If, you, if you're if you in, in sales, for example, I'm in sales. 
if I treat my big projects the same as I treat my little projects, or I should say little projects like my big, big projects, because you know, obviously they scale, right? But if I treat the little ones as just as important, same kind of customer service, same kind of um, plan and, and execution that you do, that attention to detail bleeds into your, enti into your entire career. If I'm doing the same things on the little projects as I am in the big projects, eventually uh, that's going to be a formula for success because you are uh, really paying attention to uh, how your operations work. And finally, time management. We've talked about time management before. It's one of the most important things that you can do as a, as a follower and as a leader. Um, when you manage your time properly, it allows you to make the most out of your day, the most out of your mission. If you are given a week to conduct an operation, how do I make that operation happen within that time parameters? Because I've only got a limited amount of resources, I've got a limited amount of water, limited amount of ammunition, limited amount of terrain and battle space and, and logistics to get me from one end of this battle space to the other. I've got to make sure I can make that in that time management. So how do I do that? I have planned it out down to the last minute. Okay, from here to here, we're going to be doing this and we've got to meet our timelines. Ideally, you want to get done quicker so you can go home sooner, right? Same thing with your day-to-day -day operations in uh, the civilian sector. If you are managing your time properly from the time your feet hit the floor in the morning to the time you tuck yourself in at night to maximize the amount of potential and maximize the amount of productivity you can be during the day, that is how you will be successful. That is how you will be a good follower. When you are in a team, if you are tasked to do something, make the most out of your time. Is there going to be downtime? Yes. Is it okay to... Uh, Walk to the corner store and grab a, a snack in the middle of the day. Yes, that's fine if you know if time permits it or whatever. If you've gotten your taskers done, you've got a lull in the fight, you've got a gap in your time, make that happen. I encourage you guys to take a walk outside anyways if you've got an office job or whatever you're doing just to get fresh air and sunshine so you're not just a cubicle warrior. That's just one example. Whatever else your job does, you can apply that across whatever sector that you're in. But it is okay to have a little bit of downtime to recharge for a second and then get back into the fight. Okay. So I know that was kind of quick. There was a lot of information to cover. Um, you can go back and listen to this at half speed if you need to. I know that was kind of quick, but I try to keep these things under half an hour if I can. Uh, but real quick, we'll go back to the, the 14 uh, qualities of followers, key qualities of followers. Ego management, loyalty, three, humility, four, work ethic, five, courage, six, active listening, seven, tact, eight, teamwork, nine, good judgment, 10, adaptability, 11, competency, 12, critical thinking, 13, attention to detail, 14, time management. Apply all those qualities as a follower so that ultimately you can become a good leader. Because if you are a good follower, you understand your role in the team and you can hopefully impart some of that onto your, your peers. That way you all can be good leaders at some point uh, in the future. All that being said, how does that apply to being a follower of Christ? It's the exact same thing. He is your leader. He's who you need to follow. He expects you to demonstrate these. He expects you to be physically fit because that comes with a lot of this stuff. That helps you with your mental clarity. Being physically fit will help you uh, have these qualities better because you, your body's going to do what it needs to do if you're, in, if you're in an operational setting, if you're in a public safety, if you're a firefighter or a police officer or in the military, if your body's taken care of, this is all mental stuff that we just went over. So now all you got to do is worry about that. You can develop that 
after you've developed your board in conjunction with the fact that you're you're keeping your body in a position where it is uh, super functional and high and at an optimal level as often as you can. Okay. Um, but being a follower of the Lord, being having that spiritual uh, aspect to it, that's going to make you a lot more successful too, because now you're you're rooted. You've got something to to, to stand on. Okay. Being follow, using all these these traits and these qualities to on your walk with the Lord, it's not not far off from anything. You want to manage your time. You want to spend time with him every day. You want to have the courage to stand upon him as your rock. You want to uh, adapt to people challenging your faith and things like that. You want to keep your ego in check because there's a lot of, you know, hey, this is me, me, me. This, this is self-praise. But no, I do this for the glory of the Lord. You can apply all of these different traits to your walk with the Lord if you sit down and break them down and, and ask yourself, you know, do I have this trait? How does it apply to me and the Lord? I encourage you to do that. I'm not going to go through that whole thing now because this is more of a tie into last week. But you can go through and take those 14 principles we just uh, went over. And I'll put them in the description below that you can how you can listen to this and, and see how that pairs with you and your, your journey uh, with Christ. So I encourage you to do that. All that being said, that's all I got for you guys this week. I hope this has been informative. I hope this has uh, given you something to chew on. Uh, I hope that this helps you be a better follower, not just in the workplace, but to the Lord also. I hope this helps you uh, as a leader to understand this is what you need to look for in your followers. How can you coach them? We talked about last week how to be a good leader. Now take the, those seven traits we talked about last week, use the 14 we did today, and how do you apply that to your uh, subordinates? If you can coach them in these ways and help develop them too, they're going to be a much better product when they're done with you as you move on. That way, if I get promoted and you're going to take my spot, I know that I've got a solid person taking my place and that, that when I, I'm in the next level higher, I can count on you to do what you got to do. That way I can focus on other things to make us better. See how it all plays together. So I hope these this episode and last episode really gave you guys a lot to chew on as far as uh, your relationships with others, your relationship in the workplace, and most importantly, your relationship with the Lord. So... Thank you all for tuning in. I greatly appreciate it. Uh, again, if you're listening to this on any of the podcast platforms, please share it. Binge watch it. Make yourself better. Um, watch it on YouTube while you're listening to it on Apple. All right. You know, whatever you get, whatever you got to do, let's just share the show, make it, uh, make it better. Also check us out on Good Pods and check out the website. It's got all kinds of neat stuff. We've got a new blog posts coming up. Uh, I actually just dropped one last week. Uh, so check it out. It's about, you know, what does God expect from us? Um, I think you'll enjoy it. So check out the website for that. Uh, we're going to end with a quick word of prayer as always. And we're going to kick you guys out for a great weekend. So thank you very much for tuning in. I'm Chase Tobin. This is the Three Pillars Podcast. Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for developing us to be the best followers that we can be. For coaching us, for guiding us, for directing us, for giving us these different traits to be the best that we can possibly be and to help others be the best that they can possibly be on this walk with you, Lord. Lord, I ask that you bless anybody tuning into this with, with strength. Give them the faith that can move mountains, Lord. Help them be the best that they can possibly be in the workplace. Help them to be good followers for their uh, employ employers, as well as to be the best followers they can for you, Lord. Lord, I ask all of this in the most holy name of Jesus. Amen. 
Tobin Ed the Motivator. We'll talk to you guys next week.